In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by Huckberry. Huckberry is my favorite place to shop online. Everything from clothing, they got stuff for your everyday carry, camping gear, things for your house, like furniture and even like art. You name it, they've got it. And they handpick all this stuff to feature in their store. Go check it out at huckberry.com. And if you want to see some of the things I've purchased from Huckberry over the years, go to aom.is slash aomhuck. And if it's your first time purchasing, use code ART15 at checkout and you'll save 15% off your first purchase. Again, aom.is is slash AOM Huck and then code ART15 to save 15% off your first purchase. Brett McKay here, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Manliness podcast. Now, a reoccurring theme on the Art of Manliness is that Men today are failing to grow up. Many are putting off responsibility like careers, marriage, and fatherhood well into adulthood and are dressing and behaving like they're still in high school. But what's behind this arrested development in men? Well, our guest today has written a book about this very topic. His name is Dr. Gary Cross, and he's the author of the book Men to Boys, The Making of Modern Immaturity. Dr. Cross is a professor of modern history at Penn State University, where he teaches courses on the historical effects of consumerism, technology, and leisure on society. Dr. Cross, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking time to speak with us today. Dr. Cross, what, is, what inspired you to write this book, uh, Men to Boys? Well, um, observing a lot of men who uh, were still boys, I, I suppose, one of the things that really struck me was that Kate and I had run into colleagues and certain to students, grad students, and, and others who were often extremely smart and hardworking. But when they uh, came home at night, they uh, they played video games the whole evening. And I ran into in my teaching, I'd run into to uh, young women who would take a course I, I offered on the history of uh, family, who said they they never really had ever gone out on a date. And it struck me, you know, what's going on here? There's something really strange. I mean, these were not, you know, unattractive women. Uh, you know, back in my day, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now 63. That uh, they certainly would have would have had lots of encounters with 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 chaps, you know, interested in them. And uh, the it, it struck me as that there was just a really interesting shift. It seemed to me in um, in the way really men um, men dealt with their time free from from work in particular. And I had I'd written on on uh, changes in the way people had uh, raised their children, 
and particularly the sort of introduction of the idea of the cool in young people in childhood back in the 1930s and struck me as, well, maybe a historian can can maybe make a little sense of what's going on by turning from the present and moving back through uh, through the past uh, maybe 60 or 70 years, uh, particularly the last 50 years, to see really what's happened. Hmm. And that's going on to my next question. One of the most interesting arguments you make in your book is that the immaturity of men isn't a new problem. A lot of people will say, oh, this is a new problem that we're facing, but it, you actually argue that it, this is something that started almost over a century ago. Um, yeah. Can you explain to our listeners a bit about the history of male immaturity? Right. Well, um, you know, it, there's a lot about being mature that is, uh, and always has been, relatively unattractive. I mean, it means having to give up, uh, give up some pleasures, make some sacrifices, start thinking about somebody uh, other than oneself, and uh, and sometimes that's also a burden. And you know, even when you think of somebody like uh, Mark Twain, you know, back in the 19th century, and he's writing about. Uh, uh, Tom Sawyer and and Huckleberry Finn and you know these these are stories that appealed as much to adults as to uh, as to kids you know uh, adults that really felt that maybe um, they had lost something by giving up their youth and the same thing with this would be kind of surprising people that uh, the people who watched the play originally Peter Pan were adults there was uh, you know the so-called Peter Pan complex where you know, Peter Pan never grows up. This was a very, very attractive thing to to English and American men who uh, and women too, who found themselves in in often long, boring jobs, working in uh, offices and feeling, uh, you know, sort of unfulfilled by the sort of the forced uh, maturity that they uh, were were put in. So it has been around a lot and. And for a long time, it's just that it was a kind of a, this kind of quest for childhood or retaining it was a kind of a secret pleasure in a way that uh, was certainly true with, say, early Playboy magazines. Um, Playboy comes out in 1953. Hefner does very well with it. Um, and one of the the original buyers of that were suburban men with families and driving around in station wagons. What you know, they got their little dose of of fantasy of being a bachelor and going about town uh, by reading their playboys. So um, there's a there. It's been around a long time in that way. And so male arrested development has been with us for a while, but is there any differences between the generations and how it's manifested or the severity of it? You know, say, you know, Hugh Hefner was a greatest generation guy. Um, right. There's a difference between him and, say, the baby boomers and the generation right. XY. Right. Well, a lot of what I the, – the book is about the changes over those three generations. I'm in the boomer generation. I'm actually in the senior class of the boomer generation. And I look back on the, at least the ideal of, of the greatest generation. And, of course, uh, these were guys that were in World War II or Korea and often had uh, had families at a very young age. You know, uh, men would marry on average at 20 or 21, as late as 1970. So um, it has, there's been a lot of change, really, particularly... Um, particularly since the late 60s and early 70s, my generation, we kind of broke away from that 
that sense of uh, early responsibility and often, you know, big way rejecting it. I mean, maybe some of your listeners remember uh, the movie The Graduate or some of these others that depict this kind of unwillingness to adhere to the suburban lifestyle and to settle down and, and all of that. Um, and what's happened even more recently, of course, is this is a trend that's accelerated greatly now men marry at uh, on average at about 28 almost it's 27 to 28 so they spend a lot more time away from uh from responsibility and family and raising children and even having steady careers than than men did a generation earlier even my generation although we were kind of a transition and of course, there are huge changes in the popular culture, which kind of embraces uh, a kind of an ideal of uh, a manhood, which is is not based on providing and and taking care of others or refinement, but rather, uh, uh, but rather remaining, I suppose, permanently cool teenage boys around video games, around. Uh, uh, well, personal uh, pleasures and, and the like, and you see this uh, in all sorts of things. Of the one of the things that really amazed me is I I started looking at some contemporary men's magazines like Maxim and some, the whole group that are like that, and comparing them to the way the Playboys were back in the fifties and sixties, and it's an astonishing really how different they're appealing to the same audience, but. It's just a very different set of attitudes, and uh, I mean, maybe maybe the old Playboys were a bit pretentious, you know. I mean, it would interview, you know, Hemingway and you know that kind of thing, great authors from the past, but and would talk about fine wines and good stereo equipment and all the rest of it. Uh, whereas the modern men's magazines are are much more so. Sort of, focused on kind of immediate pleasures and, and in a way kind of rejecting the idea of, of developing um, skills, developing uh, uh, refined tastes, uh, certainly, of course, uh, responsible relationships with others. And so looking at today, you know, what are the, the biggest factors driving male immaturity now? Well, I sort of suggested that one is that for a variety of reasons, and I'm not you know, criticizing this necessarily, but for a variety of reasons, men are taking much longer to enter into mature roles and relationships. And, the, you know, I'm talking about marriage, having children, having regular careers. Some of this has to do with the fact that it just takes a lot longer to get established uh, now as opposed to, say, in the 50s and 60s. You know, if you live in Detroit, you maybe finished high school, you could get a job at GM at 18 and afford to buy a car and put a down payment on a house by the time you were 20, you know, and you could have two or three kids and, uh, and, and, you know, be a leader in the, in the Boy Scouts or whatever in your mid twenties and, you know, move on in life that way. And of course, that's much less the case now because, you, you know, it takes longer to go to school, but, it's, it's sometimes you're into your 30s before you really have the, the kind of job that maybe your father or grandfather had when he was in his early 20s. So there's that. The other side is, though, that the whole culture, and I know it sounds vague, but it's in the, 
in television, the movies, and the magazines, and of course in advertising, has uh, has shifted enormously in uh, in the past thirty years toward toward really abandoning sort of older ideas about how valuable and important it was to grow up, and so we have. Uh, we have movies that, that kind of feature these sort of ageless action characters who who are not about about developing relationships, but about uh, but about uh, very quick and thrilling kinds of fights and struggles and whatnot. So the the um, the culture has abandoned the idea of, of maturity as well, and you see it in things like Two and a Half Men. Versus not just father knows best, but wedding season is coming up. And if you are preparing for the big day, I know wedding planning can be really intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a fully customizable suit right from your home. Don't just wear any suit on your big day, wear a custom made to measure suit. Suits start at just $499, which is about the same price you'd pay for an off the rack suit at a department store. And they've also got custom made to measure shirts starting at just $89. So I've talked about my Indochino suit on the podcast before. They've been a longtime podcast sponsor. It's navy blue. The measuring process was super easy. They got these video guides you follow. You'll need another set of hands to help you out with that. But the really fun part is customizing it. Got to customize how I wanted the lapels on the jacket, the pockets, the lining. I went no pleats on the pants on this suit. A lot of fun. And then in a few weeks, you have a made-to-measure custom suit sent directly to your door. When planning your wedding, get a suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code MANLINESS to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code MANLINESS. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer a free plant consultation forever. So I use Fast Growing Trees to order not an indoor tree, but an outdoor tree. There is an oak tree that was in our front yard that died a few years ago due to heat stress. Had to cut it down. There's been a blank spot that I wanted to put another tree there. I wanted a maple tree that turned bright red during the fall. And I went on Fast Growing Trees, found the tree that fit the criteria that I was looking for turns bright red. It's a maple tree that turns bright red in the fall. So if you want to try fast growing trees right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when they use code manliness at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using code manliness at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com code manliness offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Daylight saving time is starting up again. The goal of this is to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting our clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There is only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com manliness. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to help you find qualified candidates. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you can reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. 
See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash manliness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, if you have a family, then you need to get term life insurance to protect them. It's one of the smartest financial decisions you can make, and the start of the new year is the perfect time to get it done so you can focus on whatever else the year has in store for you. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high-quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric has flexible policies that fit your family and your budget with quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. There's no risk to apply. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. I remember when I was a new dad, I had a lot of thoughts going through my head. One of them was, how can I take care of my family when I'm gone, if something happens to me? Well, it's one of the first things I did. I got term life insurance, one of the best decisions I made. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash manliness. That's meetfabric.com slash manliness. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash manliness. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Oh, even the old Westerns I used to watch when I was a kid. One of the thrills of writing this book was to look at some of the old Westerns from the 1950s. And you see them really differently from my age as opposed to when I first watched them as a, you know, an eight or 10 year old. Um, you know, and a lot of those, those stories were really about um, the struggles to 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 make the right decision and to be and to do something that was self-sacrificing or even heroic rather than uh, self-indulgent and um, selfish. So it cuts uh, cuts across a lot of things. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Huckberry is my favorite place to shop online because they have everything a guy needs or wants. Everything from clothing, stuff for your everyday carry like pocket knives, even little totems, little things you can carry around, camping equipment, things to furnish your home with. Pretty much all the clothes I own are from Huckberry. They own a brand called Flint and Tinder. They make everything from underwear, jeans, t-shirts, hoodies. They got a wax trucker jacket. You name it, they've got it. I love it because it just it's classic, down-to-earth, rugged, and it's all made in the USA. Everyday carry, pocket knives. My favorite pocket knife is from Huckberry. It's this one from a company based out of New Mexico. They have a dinosaur bone put into the handle. It's pretty cool. And the blade's really nice. So if you want to see some of the things I've gotten from Huckberry over the years, go to aom.is slash aomhuck. See some of my favorite things. And if it's your first time purchasing, use code ART15 at checkout to save 15% on your first purchase. So again, check out aom.is slash aomhuck. That's A-O-M-H-U-C-K. And if it's your first time purchasing, use code ART15 at checkout to save 15% off on your first purchase. And now back to the show. And do you think the uh, current economic crisis we're having, um, do you think the yeah. current economic crisis we're having will have an effect, you know, either positive or negative on male immaturity? Well, I mean, I think certainly in the, in the, in the short run for a lot of guys, it, it does extend, uh, should we call it the teen years and teen values, because, you know, you can afford at say 25 and you're earning, you have a job, say working at Best Buy or, you know, whatever, a fast food place, uh, I know it's different, but, uh, you could maybe afford to buy, uh, you know, a, a 46 inch screen television set and, you know, maybe the, the, the latest uh, video game equipment, but can't say afford to buy a house or support a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in a way, the, uh, 
the economic difficulties kind of reinforce these trends, I think, toward uh, immaturity. But on the other side, the fact that people are going to have to learn to how to pool the resources and um, uh, and maybe hunker down and and give up some of of the pleasures of one's youth, uh, this may have just the opposite effect. I mean, the the thing about all the observations I make in the book about the immaturity of say thirty six year old guys who who haven't given up their video games. Well, that may not be the point of view of a 20-year-old guy, you know, who may look at the 36-year-old guy and say, I don't want to be like that when I'm 36. And so what happens is generations kind of often kind of change their behavior based upon what they see in the, the older generation. Hmm. And that may might be happening now, for all I know. Yeah, kind of a reaction. The, the baby boomers were kind of a rejection <laughs> of the, the greatest generation, the ideals of them, and... I think maybe you're seeing uh, maybe a possibly a rejection of the baby boomers' ideals of you know fancy free and well uh, that or even the Gen X uh, <clears throat> behaviors you know because uh, Gen X people are you know uh, a lot of them are in their mid thirties or forties and I mean the Gen X uh, you know is the the baby boom uh, ends about 1964 so anybody born between say 64 and maybe 80 would be you know and you know how does that put them there there they're up there now and and you know we're seeing a generation of young men who are children not of baby boomers in some cases but of gen xers so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you these the generation thing flows fairly uh, fairly quickly now yeah. uh, here's a, here's a question dr cross and why does it seem that only men are getting roasted for the puerile behavior i mean are women immune from the immaturity or are they having the yeah. same problem too well, I mean, I don't write about women, you know, partly because, I don't know, I mean, if I were to write about women, people might just, you know, think I, I had a personal problem or something, and, and I don't I don't really know the, the situation here as well as on the men's side. It just seems like men ought to write about men when it comes to questions of immaturity. But, yeah, obviously there are a lot of women, you know, women who collect Barbie dolls, you know, who, in in the way that men might collect action figures. I mean, I've had grad students who are 30, uh, over 30 years old who decorate their little cubicles with Star Wars figures. Well, you know, the women don't do that so, so obviously, but they do do it in various places. And there may be nothing wrong with it except for the fact that, you know, maybe your taste might change from the time you're 35. The other thing, of course, is that that uh, a fair number of women, of course, have a little bit different issue because, uh, in a way, once they have children, they're at least some of them are kind of obliged to kind of give up their childhoods, you know. Mm-hmm. Although some of them, I think, you know, live their childhoods through their children, you know. So there's it's complicated in that way. So, but it's definitely not an all male thing. I mean, the simple fact is that the culture not only sort of glorifies youth and particularly the cool years of teenhood, but but doesn't but doesn't particularly honor um maturity in the sense of either being older or the sense of, of having made accomplishments or honor those who who make sacrifices for the sake of uh of the next generation or for other people who in their 
their worlds who may need them. Uh, you know, we tend to we tend to honor the the person who you know knows how to dress well, knows how to spend well on himself, who um, has a uh, you know has a very strong sense of personal self, and who enjoys life and is in no uh, no rush uh, to get old. I mean, look at somebody like Hugh Hefner. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is what eighty four or something. Yeah. And I mean, you know, some of your listeners have probably have seen the girls next door. It's pretty hard to take that seriously. But a lot of people say, "Wow, at a boy, you know, <laughs> here's an 84 year old who can do that." Well, and at least in your fantasy life, maybe I can do it too. Well, you know, maybe maybe you can, but why should you? I mean, you know, that's the point. But the whole culture says well, you should. You know. Yeah. So, Dr. Cross, we, we know the problem exists, but after studying the history of masculinity and all that you've done in your book, do you have any yeah. suggestions or have you come up with anything that we can do to solve this? Well, I mean, I, I think at some level it's it's really a matter of, of personal decision. I mean, it's sort of how, how you kind of conduct yourself and realize, I mean, there's several things. One is that even if the culture doesn't, honor maturity in the way maybe it used to. And even if it takes a long time to get to a position of maturity for the reasons that I've you know described, it doesn't mean you can't find new ways of, uh, of, of being a grown-up. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to wear a fedora, you know, like the, uh, the fellow who used to, to coach the uh, Dallas Cowboys, I can't remember his name, but, Tom you know, yeah, Tom Landry. I mean, he was famous. He always wore the fedora and the, the tie and whatnot. But we don't have to do that anymore. We don't need those kinds of symbols, and we don't need to be, you know, bossy and and uh, you know push our our spouses or our children around, you know. But but we can we can develop uh, ways of, of connecting with the younger generation, being nurturing, and some of this can be done in the simplest kinds of forms, just getting involved with with um, youth groups or, um, uh, you know, taking an interest in your nephews and nieces, you know, those sorts of things. Uh, and recognizing that, you know, that at a certain point you're, you're, you're not 18 and 20, and there's, there's some, some nice things about not being 18 and 20. You have, a, you have a different perspective on life. Learn to be appreciative of uh uh, of the next phase of life, uh, don't necessarily don't try to resist it. It's not to say, you know, you should become, you know, some boring old fogey at 30 years old. Nobody wants that. But uh, but but learn that uh, that being older sometimes uh, provides you with with a kind of a, a new outlook and uh, a fresh way of being. And then you know, and then also, and I, I think in your uh, on your site you mentioned these things. Develop, uh, develop refinements, uh, hobbies, interests that are about much more than than the sort of the latest thing. Uh, you know, the the, the next the next shoot 'em up first person shooter video game, or or um, the latest uh, in in popular music or dress or whatever. I mean, part of being grown up is to is to build up. Is, uh, not just to uh, uh, to wait for the novelty uh, parade to come by. So uh, there's a lot of things to be done, and you know I'm hopeful that that uh, that even though it's hard, I think to be a grown up, and 
And in some ways, we have to redefine what it means to be a grown-up, and that's been very hard for us to do. There are, there are ways of doing it, and I'm pretty confident that a lot of guys will do it. Well, Dr. Cross, thank you for your time. It's been uh, very interesting talking to you. Have a good day. Our guest today was Dr. Gary Cross. Dr. Cross is the author of the book, Men to Boys, The Making of Modern Immaturity. And you can pick up Dr. Cross's book at Amazon.com or any other major bookstore. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And until next week, stay manly. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.